0: well hello i am pastor jennifer and i am the pastor of bryan community church a new church plant here in bryan texas and so if you are joining us and you are local and welcome but if you are joining us from someplace across the country around the world we're glad to have you Uh, i'd like to um send posts throughout uh, the weeks just to kinda check in and share with you just what God has placed in my heart and some of the lessons and messages that I've been sharing with the congregation. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, or you can visit us online at briancommunitychurch.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, But again, it is good to have you with us. I'd like to share with you a message that I share with Brian Community Church here uh, the other week. Um, Specifically, as a new church plant, we are learning from the very first church what it means to be church. And What does that look like? Um, A big word for you today is we are going to have or have been having an ecclesiastical conversation. Ecclesiastical or ecclesiastic, what does that mean? It basically means that we are studying the Christian church. And so we learn from the first church in Acts chapter 2, and I'd like to read from Acts 2, 42 through 47, just a moment for you, and then we'll just kind of unpack that uh, as we go. Um, so Acts chapter 2. We are told that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread at their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So if you would, let's just pick this apart. Um, I want to first point out to you That the early church, we are told, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, or they devoted themselves to listening and studying uh, what their leaders had to say. And um, I'm sure it was full of um, both uh, the Jewish text as well as the stories of Jesus, his life and ministry, and all of the teachings um, that he had shared with his people. Uh, In the Great Commission, we are told to to go therefore into all the world and teaching and proclaiming all that Jesus. Had, um had taught while he was alive and walking in this earth. Now um, the early church is being led by the Holy Spirit because Jesus is not physically present with them, but of course God is always leading. And in the first church, um, we celebrate that the Holy Spirit descended on those who were waiting and praying um, that the Holy Spirit would, would come just as Jesus had promised. And so the people in the first church, they would gather together and they would listen and they would learn and they would study. And so what does that mean for us? Well, it means we need to do the exact same thing that we need to be in the word of God. We need to learn from these holy texts that God has given us uh, that we call the Bible. Um, you know, And not only do we study it, like we read and, and like, you know, some of us are really good at quoting. I am not um, at quoting scripture, but it's not just studying to know what the passages say, but it's also studying to, to make sure that it's transforming our hearts, uh, which then transform our actions. So as a new church, as a new church plant, I'm encouraging Brian Community Church to make sure that the people are in the word of God and that we are learning uh, from one another But also, I want to point out that uh, we can pull from this passage that the early church, they fellowshiped with one another. Um, They broke bread together, they ate together, and they did this in each other's homes. My translation, they did life together. They hosted dinners and parties, um, and that's something that we are being challenged to do, that when we open up our homes or open up our lives, that that's an opportunity um, to to get to know one another, to build relationships with one another, and through this um, non-formal uh, way of of just being, we have the great opportunity to share God's word with one another through family and friends, and uh, maybe the neighbor down the street, somebody we met for the first time, and so. You know, I I challenge BCC as well as I challenge you. Is there a way that uh, you can invite someone into your home? Can you take someone out for coffee in the morning? Or uh, do you have a free lunch that you can take a colleague to lunch and just sit with them and get to know them? And uh, through that, you can be a witness to your faith to them. Uh, What else can we pull from this text? Notice here, that we are told that they sold their property and they gave to those who had need. So here is the early church showing us that they had compassion, just like Christ had compassion for the world, they had compassion for their neighbors. And so they would be on the lookout for somebody who might have um, a physical need. And so they would sell what they had, they would take the proceeds and they would give it to the other person or, or help fulfill uh, you know, an area of growth or, or difficulty for another person in need. And as I was thinking about this, um, you know, as a, a pastor, I often think of going directly to a local food pantry um, or a pregnancy center, you know, cutting a check maybe on behalf of a church. We present you a gift to support your ministry. Um, or maybe it's the local food pantry where um, we take up a love offering or um, if not a love offering. Uh, goods, non-perishable goods. I encourage people to bring those in. We're going to be doing that here in February um, for the local church pantry. But there's often, and this is the challenging part, I think there's often needs that go unmet uh, for our friends and family that we can't always see. In fact, uh, I went to Facebook with this and I said, hey y'all, I need your help. Uh, Tell me, what are some needs that you might have or that someone might need that uh, typically go unnoticed. Maybe it's not food or clothing, but maybe it's something um, something more private or deeper that that people don't lift up. And so I got all kinds of responses and I am greatly uh, appreciative of these thoughts because uh, one person said, you know, just the gift of presence is a huge opportunity to meet a need for someone. You know, we spend so much time on our phones and on social media and on our computers or running here and there um, just with the busyness of life that sometimes the best thing we can do for someone, uh, especially someone who's struggling um, you know with something in their life, is just to sit and be present, put the phone down, turn the TV off, maybe don't even say anything at all. And just your presence is a huge gift. I wonder if if this is something the church is being tasked to do. Maybe you're being tasked to do. How's God speaking in your life? Um, what else was shared with me? Maybe bringing in the trash for somebody. Or today, I wish somebody would have taken my trash out uh, because as I came back home and pulled into the driveway, I noticed that today was trash day and I certainly forgot mine. (laughs) But um, this could be a huge help uh, to someone who is really busy or um, to watch a newborn baby or or littles who, um, you know, just make it sometimes a little more challenging to go to the grocery store. And so perhaps a a need that a friend or neighbor has is for you to watch their children while they go on errands. Maybe it's to make or deliver someone a meal or simply help another person fold laundry. I hate doing laundry. Oh, it's the worst. Um, you know, maybe that's the way you can help uh, another person in need. Here's some other things or thoughts. Um, a divorced parent. I don't know if you've been impacted by divorce, but, um, it can be really difficult, uh, especially emotionally. And, um, you know, when, you have children and there's only one parent who's caring for those children, um, stepping up and stepping in is a, a huge blessing uh, to that parent uh, or if somebody has lost a loved one being there for them. What else when trauma strikes? Who knows? Sometimes we don't even know or need to know what that trauma is but again it's that gift of presence that goes a long way. And then finally I was talking to my my nine-year-old And I said, hey, I said, can I ask you a question? I was working on my message. And um, I said, what are some needs of a nine-year-old? And uh, she kind of thought about it for a while. And I had to kind of explain why I was asking. And um, she said, well, Mom, she's like, sometimes we need help reading. And she's like, so I and some of my friends, we struggle with reading sometimes. And then she said stress balls, which was really kind of funny. She's like, my teacher needs stress balls. I was thinking, oh my goodness, your teacher, you really must stress her out, or your friends must stress the teacher out. And she said, no, not for her, for um, my classmates. And I thought, wow, that is compelling that my nine-year-old, they're nine-year-old children, but not just nine-year-olds. I know it goes all the way in elementary, intermediate, middle, and high school. That our children, they have stress. There's stress that they face, especially, um, you know, trying to take tests or to, to keep up their grades and also their athletics or whatever it is that they're involved in. And then the last thing I really want to lift up, as um, she said this and, and really think about this. She said overcoming negative self-talk. Here's the thing, it's not just our nine-year-olds. It's us, big people, too. Sometimes we need to help one another with our negativity. When we put ourselves down, we need to stop. And we need to encourage one another. Don't say that about yourself. Don't think that about yourself. You really are smart. You really are doing a great job. You are a good parent. You are a good mom. You are a good dad. Out of the mouths of babes i love that girl and then finally i want to point out that we are told that the early church they praised god and they did it together they praised with one another and they enjoyed each other's company you know worship can look like a whole list of things it can look like singing old gospel hymns but it could also mean jamming out with you're radio blasting while you're driving down the highway. Please concentrate driving. But to to Christian rock music, worshiping can also look like being in silence, praising God by just simply being in one place, maybe with fellow believers. Because here they were enjoying each other, the favor of all people. And then too, we could worship by that awful laundry that I hate doing, and pray for the little feet that are gonna wear those socks. Or pray for that husband who helps support his family. Or pray for your wife who loves and cares for you as you fold that laundry. His shirts, her shirts, their socks. Brian Community Church. In any church, we are at the church as people We must study God's word. We have to fellowship with one another. We need to serve and care for one another and we have to praise God. And so I just encourage you with this message to simply think through it, ask yourself, is there an area of growth? Is there an area of need? How can you reach out? How can you help? And then here, if you're the one in need, let me encourage you don't be afraid to ask for the help because brothers and sisters there's someone who wants to help you it would make them feel good and joyful if you reached out so don't hesitate so brothers and sisters the word of god and i pray that the lord has used this short message for you today and until we gather again whether it's online or in person thank you again on behalf of Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas.